Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people and this is their true story. Let's get to it. In this session, Grace shares some more exciting news. Plans for the summer 2022 are already taking shape, and she tells us what offer she decided to sign. Enjoy. Okay, Grace, this is like session 15 or 16. I can't even keep count anymore, but um, <laughs> how long has it been? A year and a half now? Two years? Yeah, so I started in October of 2019, I think it was. Yeah, so 19, 20, yeah, so almost coming up on two years and like or a year and a half, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so tell us the updates because I think people are waiting to hear. I know you were in the midst of recruiting, you already had, it was a reminder, you already had city summer lined up for. Yeah. So I lined that up last fall. I think it was yep. October, 2020. Yeah. And so now all this recruiting was for the junior summer, correct? Yes. For summer 2022, which as far off as it seems from now <laughs> has already, um, yeah, recruiting already in full force for that. So, <laughs> okay. So yeah, give us an update. I remember there was Blackstone. There was, um, I think you said PWT or P. Yep. Yeah. PWP. And then, PWP. Yeah, um, sure. so I, yeah, so I have an offer all signed. So, um, I've received an offer from Blackstone, ultimately their real estate group. So I'm thrilled about that. And, nice. um, all, all the paperwork is submitted. It's all official now. So that is a huge relief. And it's, um, of course, that was my top choice as well. So I uh, just am very, very happy to have gotten that. Um, it's an amazing so It was a long interview process. Um, I, I think it was eight interviews total with Blackstone throughout the process. Um, but it was nice because it let me meet so many people from the team. And I, a majority of the people I interviewed with were actually principal level or above or director level or above. So um, it was more senior people than junior people that I met actually through the interview process. But um, because of that, the interviews were very, very conversational. I think I might've been asked one technical question throughout yeah. the entire process. Yeah. Um, and part of that is a function of it being real estate focused as well, like real estate private equity rather than just regular private equity. 
So I'm not sure how much that affects that aspect of it, but um, yeah, it was a really um, good process. I clicked super well with all the people that I talked to. Um, and of course I've been interested in the firm for a long time. So very, very excited about that. That's awesome. Do you know if the, do you know anything about like return offer rates, anything like that? And do you know anything about um, like, is this real estate private equity group? Are they making direct investments in properties or is it more like portfolio? Are they looking at, are you doing like management of portfolios? So if they're like current thing or do they have like a traditional fund, you know, like LPG? Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's more traditional real estate, private equity. Um, and the, um, in terms of, or to answer your first question about return offers. So um, everything in my understanding is they, so they don't really hire that many interns to begin with. And the ones that they do hire, they hire with the intention of bringing back full time as well as everything goes well. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like some of these banks where they hire twice as many people as they know they're going to give return offers to. It's not like that. Um, so that's good. Um, because of that, that takes a lot of the competitive pressure off. It's yeah. not like you're competing with every other intern for an offer. Um, it really is just about you know doing your best and um, how big are you like 10, 10 other interns or something? Or? In my particular group, I'm not entirely sure because yeah. so I initially had first rounds with three different groups within real estate with asset management, BREIT, and acquisitions. And so BREIT is there, it's the smallest, I think it's the smallest group within real estate. And so that's um that's because it's newer, it's their real estate investment trust. So um it's just something newer that Blackstone's done. And they only took their first summer analyst, I think it was two summers ago. Yeah, I think it was two. And so every summer since then, they've only taken one summer analyst. Um, that's just because they're a small. And that's group. the one you, you're going to be joining, the REIT? No, no. So that's, I had a first round with them though. Okay. And then I also had a first round with acquisitions. And then I had a first round with asset management. And that's the group that um, I ultimately got the offer from all the way. So um, that worked out really well because between acquisitions and asset management, I mean, those were the two that I knew more about going in just because they're bigger groups compared to Beery. And um, in asset management, you get to, each person essentially works with maybe two to three teams within, um, the, within the broader group uh, based on asset class. So for instance, one of the people I interviewed with works with um, on the industrial team. So like all kinds of industrial real estate, and they also work on the team for student housing. So of course that's a slightly more niche, smaller area, but that's the way it is for most people. It seems like, and that you work on one larger group of a broader real estate asset class. So, you know, industrial real estate or retail, uh, multifamily, things like that. And, and then what, what type of work are you doing as under the asset management branch? Are you like, you're managing the portfolios, but in what sense though, like, what do you um, it's a lot of strategy around, I mean, it depends on the asset class, but with some yeah. of them, it is going to be more um, hands-on in terms of if you're like carrying out a business plan and you're adding value to the property or um, you know, just creating ch change in the value of the property. And then a lot of strategy around the disposition process. And that was a lot of what my interviews focused on was um, just kind of talking about how do you think about that? Um, and so I really enjoyed that too during my interviews because in a couple instances, they brought up specific properties in the city. Of course, like living in the city, like I know exactly what they're talking about. I walk by them all the time. And they're saying, like, they're telling me about like, so we've had this for this long and this tenant just um, left and they were taking up 15% of the building. And so now we need to think about, and like all these other factors essentially. And 
So how would you approach this? So it's things like that, um, which I really like. And that's cool. I also have been told anecdotally that there, at least this is from one individual's perspective, at least that um, a lot, there's a good number of people who start out in acquisitions and then actually move to asset management just because of the nature of the work. So in acquisitions, it's a lot more generalist, especially at the junior level and that you're working on every kind of transaction from a single $50 million building to an entire $2 billion portfolio, everything from industrial to retail to multifamily. So um, because of that, there's not as much specialization Mm -hmm. that you get to um, have over time. Whereas in asset management, there is more opportunity for that. And you can really delve in deep in certain areas that you're interested in. So you think that's good for you, like for your career, like early on, I get a little nervous when I hear that, like getting too niche, like for me, because I was the thing is it's not too, it's not like you're going headfirst on one thing. So there are, like I mentioned, there's multiple groups you can get involved in. And also at least at Blackstone um, and multiple people have told me this in separate occasions, how even if you're on a group, say that covers mainly industrial properties, then you, if there's another specific property or, or acquisition that you're especially interested in, you can speak up and then you can be involved in that. So um, like Blackstone, I don't know if they still own it, but like Great Wolf Lodge um, has one of their investments. And I remember someone I was speaking on the phone with in asset management was saying a good friend of theirs on the team, I think was on the industrial team, but they were really interested in that property in particular. And they spoke up and they were able to be involved in it, even though normally their team would never do anything um, with like hospitality or hotels. So you can still, there's still so much flexibility in terms of, you know what I what like? You I, yeah. I like, I like, it sounds like, I mean, it's obviously an incredible firm, probably the best place you could do something like this. So hats off, super major congratulations. It's super exciting. Um, and I like the fact that you are getting banking one summer and you're getting this another summer, because I think it's going to be very different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I like that because, you know, let's say you do banking and you like the transactional type of nature of the work or whatnot, and then you come over here. And then like by the end of the summer, if you're thinking like, my, my only concern is, is after a year or two of working in like the, that real estate or niche, let's say you're only doing industrial properties, like in three, four years down the line, what are you going to, what are you going to do? You're going to move up within the group, stay at Blackstone, or what are you going to, you know, eventually want to do? Do you have any thought That's around my intention? Yeah. I, and even before I um, had Blackstone or even before I started this recruiting cycle, I've always had the intention or the goal of being able to start out somewhere where I can rise the ranks and stay there for a while. Yeah. Um, I know that it's natural for people to move firms, obviously. And, you know, that's Especially a function of yeah, interest and, and banking as well. But that's that's another very attractive aspect of it to me is. Um, especially having done a banking internship now for it's been almost 18 months. I know that it's obviously a very different experience working at um, the boutique that I've been at or like as two boutiques now that I've been at and then going to city this summer. Like, Oh, I know that that's a very different experience, but I still have had enough exposure just to the M&A process and kind of how that works. Um, Especially um, because all the work that I've done or almost all of it has been directly with my MD, I feel like I've gotten a good look um, at the perspective of how it or some of how it works once you get more senior. And so it's helped me 
kind of yeah, that's huge. Evaluate in my head is that something I would want to do in the long term? And so as I've been able to consider that over time too, it all really helped point me in the direction of um, lifestyle is a big difference, right? So the asset management lifestyle, like you actually may be able to get out and not be working still. I mean, at Blackstone at the junior level, it's gonna be just as bad rigorous (laughs) as um being a banking analyst. And they told me that in the interviews too. Um, but I could also speak to the fact that I've been working part-time in banking since December of 2019. So like I have an idea of it and um, I, I know how to manage my time and um, manage the, the stress and everything. So there's a lot of stress. Yeah. It'll be stressful either whether they work really hard there too. So, I mean, it's not going to be easy. Um, but that's why I'm excited about it is because it's, a, I know it's something I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so I've, And that's a huge part too. I think that um, I really, I don't know, I guess I expected it to an extent, but I was surprised about um, just how much, at least in Blackstone's interview process, it's really about your genuine interest and displaying that genuine interest. And I think that's what gets you really far. And it's, um, you know, there's, and that's in contrast to some firms, especially on the banking side where it really is about the technical. So I had first rounds with Evercore. I like, did their Women's Day. Um, and this was all you know during the same yep. um, like diversity recruiting cycle, essentially um, when Blackstone was going on. And those interviews were 100% technical, which I know is also something you would expect during a first round. Yep. But I saw that as a complete contrast to what my Blackstone interviews were like, because like I said, throughout that entire process, I received one very simple technical question and that was it. And it was really more so talking about why are you interested in real estate? And then being able to actually communicate the genuineness of that interest. Yeah. And I think that's what got me really far, especially in my final rounds. Yeah. Um, and because I had a lot of personal like stories um, and just kind of more anecdotal um, things I could talk about, that's what really helped me, I think. And that's what made the difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think if there's a genuine interest, it can, it shows, especially if you have the stories prepped, you've, you're well-prepared and all that exactly. stuff. <laughs> it's very easy. You're like going to automate, you just start talking about it excitedly. And I think they feel exactly. Off. Yeah, no, it helps a lot mm-hmm. for the interviews. So yeah, I think it'll be good because let's say in, in a certain case, you get to the, you do city, you're like, oh my gosh, that was that was crazy. This internship, this summer internship, definitely not for me at a bulge bracket, but you're like, I kind of enjoyed the work. The work was interesting. And then you go to, let's say you go to Blackstone real estate group and you're like, Oh, I love the asset class. It's interesting. But my concern is potentially I'm going to be doing the same too much of the same thing. That's my only concern is like if in five years moving up is enough to challenge you intellectually um, through the ranks there um, where you're not that banking is going to do that, but I'm saying, do you want to set yourself up early in your career where you're specializing so early, you're specializing really early? Now, if you're super passionate and you know what you want to do and you feel like the trade-offs of um, lifestyle, as you grow up, as you grow up and get further along, I think Blackstone's an amazing place to be. You're going to get paid really well. You're going to learn a lot um, from brilliant people. Um, it's just kind of the difference between becoming like immersive, almost like a, the banking route is like almost like you're a hired gun mercenary. Where like you go in for two years, you do your boot camp, and then like you can basically go corp dev, corp M and A, private equity, um, other things. Um, where I feel like this, if you do this, it's very much like you've made that decision. 
beforehand, and which is awesome because you can avoid all the bootcamp stuff. Right. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. It's just like you want to go in eyes wide open. And the good part is you don't have to make that decision until um, summer, end of summer 22, 22. But I, I do, I'm very sure of my interest in yeah. the area. No, that's, and that's awesome. So, and I've, I've had so many interactions with Blackstone as a firm too, more, um, more generally yeah. that I'm, I feel very, very good about it going in. Good. And I do, like I said, I clicked so well with all the people in my interviews and just other people that I've spoken with as well. I really think that, like, I know that culture and fit are so overused and yeah. um, it's so cliche to say, but I do genuinely no, think that I will fit in really well there. That's awesome. And tell me a little bit about, so the other interviews, so you had Evercore, you said first round, um, that didn't go forward or it did? Um, so they... I'm not entirely sure how their process is split out because I got into their women's program and for them, it's not as robust of a program or the, like, um, is the, like usually with other firms, it'll be a one or two day thing over zoom where it's a full day with Evercore it was, wasn't quite as involved. It was just like a half day over zoom. Um, and there were no interviews to get into the women's program. It was like a resume screen. So, I'm not sure how that works, but then, so I was selected from that group to have first rounds. And then from there, they select certain people to go through. It's almost like, in my impression, at least it was like a double accelerated process. So they had a small group that went through that and they had general accelerated diversity recruiting a few weeks later. And so I would have been invited to participate in that second one, not the very first one. Um, but they told me that like right on the same day that I got my Blackstone offer. So I just responded, you know, I'd let them know like, oh, I already accepted this other offer. Um, but thank you. And then I did have a super day lined up with Perella Weinberg. Um, but then through, there were a few other things that came up. So it ended up having to be rescheduled. And then because it was rescheduled for about 10 days later than it, than I had planned, um, I had gotten my Blackstone offer before that. So I then, um, I ended up canceling that super day and I told them I'm letting you know now. So that way you can open up the spot. I know that there's limited spots. So if someone else wants this, um, that's great. And so it works out really well. It was really helpful to that. Um, at Fordham, the person who kind of runs the finance recruiting here, who, um, is she's essentially the reason that Fordham has become a target school at a few of the bulge bracket banks. Uh, like she, She's great. So she's been head, like she was head recruiter at Houlihan Loki in the past. She's been in recruiting at multiple finance firms. So she knows how it works from that perspective. So she was incredibly helpful to me throughout the process in navigating that and how I communicated with certain recruiting teams um, and making sure to not don't burn bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Not to not inadvertently say anything that would um, like could hinder chances in the future, anything like that. So, um, Yes, that was incredibly helpful. Yeah, it's good you didn't like just go do the super day and get another offer just to stack offers for no reason. Um, yeah, and even just with how I worded things in certain emails, again because she has been on that side as a head recruiter before, yeah. she could tell me exactly what I how I should phrase things. So awesome. that was fantastic, uh, and I so I even I came out of the process just even in terms of my relationships with other firms feeling very good about that as well. Yeah. Cause you never know. It just, you know, down the road, you never know. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're at Blackstown for four or five years and you're just, for whatever reason, you're like, you know, it'd be nice to try something new or, you know, I'm really actually interested in, in I don't know, I'll make something up, tech m and you know, whatever. Suddenly right. you're like, you know, this is really intriguing to me or I want to go VC. I think this is a good next step. You could maybe go talk to one of these boutiques that does a lot of transactions there and have those relationships not soured. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's great. Um, super exciting. I feel like, I feel sad. I feel like we don't need to even do these anymore. Like you're done. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, it feels be good so to, freeing right now to not have to worry about that anymore. Well, you, yeah, you just, you've earned it. Um, you know, you worked early and hard to get to this point. So, you know, you have sophomore summer and junior summer lined up. Now it's just a question of making sure you have the energy um, to be honest to survive this summer coming this summer coming up is probably going to this be- summer is going to be completely virtual they told us so that's that of- limits it a lot i think in terms of how I'm surprised some of the work city's been one of the slower banks JP's in the one that's getting everybody to office in. <laughs> yeah so they told us um that interns are absolutely not allowed in the office okay and so they because just know of you guys that- are out partying all the time and spreading covid and all that yeah <laughs> so it's like i <laughs> I'm not sure what it's going to look like because also last summer, of course, like um, yeah, every bank was virtual then. And with a lot of banks, they didn't let their interns look like have access to anything confidential, be- especially because there was such a rush in setting up that yeah. virtual remote setup. So we're still waiting to hear about what that structure will be like, if we'll be able to actually access confidential things. I'm hoping we will because they've had so long to prepare for it so this is kind of a bummer mm-hmm. grace honestly because you're not getting the true experience i know so i, I but the good thing is like it's funny now in my current i'm tell you i've go, been going go into to the P, office go to, then go to, go to perella and ask them if they'll take you this summer <laughs> no like i mean that's the thing is a lot of banks though have still said that they're yeah. i think in terms of the access to confidential materials it'll probably be similar across the board to last summer like i know it um, at B of A last summer, it was the same way. It was, you know, you couldn't really work on any actual deals. So, yeah. um, you know, it's nothing special to city, no, um, yeah. at least yeah. in particular. No, I, I hear that. I'm just, yeah, I, I didn't realize. I thought they'd be sure by like, when do you guys start June? Yeah, we start the week after Memorial Day. So there, there's a possibility um, that we could, I, um, like because all of that was compliance related or that aspect of it, I'm hoping that you know, they've had a whole year to prepare for it at this point. So I mean, so like I, I, don't you know, know. I in my current internship, I've been working remotely, obviously accessing confidential things the entire time. So I, I know it's a boutique, so it's obviously different than these larger scale. Oh yeah, programs. they have they have all these like risks. Right. You're <laughs> saying you can't do that. So we'll we'll see, but either way. I um, I mean, my current internship I've been doing for almost eighteen months now. So I think if nothing else, like that, that definitely adds something, um, because I have gotten good experience through that. Um, to kind of so even if City isn't fully one hundred percent what it would be, yeah. Um, if it were a normal summer, I think that at least having this Just other experience like, behind me, it kind of comes together well. That at least one of the, one of the huge values of City or any bulge bracket bank and being an analyst class, though, is an internship class is like those relationships so right i would try to like organize meetups with your interns. that's what we're like doing a lot. So, like a lot yes. like 
So like every week you guys meet up on like a Friday night or something right. like and go out and just develop those relationships. Cause those, those are great um, contacts to have in your career. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So. And my, my assigned mentor um, through Ad City through the program has already told me, so she's um, actually in the real estate coverage group. And of course that's going to be my top choice for one of the groups that I would like to have one of my rotations through. And she told me that, even though um, you know I won't be allowed in the office and I don't know how much they'll even be in the office, their whole team. But she said, if I'm in the city, I will 100% be invited to all their groups, happy hours, social events, whatever it may be. So yeah. um, there's definitely that aspect that I'm going to take full advantage of. Cool. Good. So exciting. I wish, yeah, I, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, it's still this very odd like time warp we're in where it's like things are opening up, but not quite. And so you're still not getting the full experience. And then, um, yeah, stuff, even with private equity recruiting, we're seeing it like they haven't even, it hasn't even really kicked off for, for, um, summer 22 hires, which is like, usually they would have been done seven, eight months ago, you know? Um, so it's just kind of a, everything's, everything's thrown off. Everything's in a loop in this. Right. Especially now in this weird transition time where everyone's, Totally. Some places are much more back to normal than others. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, okay. Well, like this summer I can, I mean, we can keep chatting. It doesn't have to be that frequent. Maybe we can, now that you've locked up two offers for the next two summers, maybe we could do something where like we just touch base every few months. Um, something like that, where you just kind of give an update, how it's going with the internship. If I can be helpful there. Um, if there's any struggles you're having, I, I don't anticipate any, um, especially if they can't give you too much real work. <laughs> They'll be like, do this case study. It's still a possibility. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, interns typically aren't, you would never like be given the model anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing a lot of busy work, like putting databases, database work, you know, PIBs. I don't know if they even do PIBs anymore. Um, Do you know what a PIB is? I don't think so. (laughs) PIBs a public information book. This may date me. I don't even know if they do that. Probably, it's probably done automatically now by like facts. Oh, I've heard the phrase. Okay. I've heard that phrase before. Yeah, so it's like putting together these books of like different industries or different companies um, on just publicly available information that like MDs will ask for. Hey, give me a PIB on these this industry or these all these six companies. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that is like typical work they'll give the interns. Um, right. Cool. Anything else you want to share, or we can keep it short? I mean, no mock I interview. Guess one I don't thing I will say is just um, having like having everything kind of settled in now. Um, I just like looking back at everything that got me here. I am so thankful for it. Like, like I said, when we started what October of 2019, so my first semester of freshman year, I, um, I feel like having started this, then it kept me so accountable with my, like with the networking starting right. early on. And because of course, as a first semester freshman, it's not a hundred percent necessary to be going full force then. But the fact that I did is paying so many dividends now in terms of, you know, just in terms of like the people that I have that are um, like that I've already formed solid relationships with at this point. So even though, especially now, I feel like that everything is locked in and it's not like I'm asking anyone for favors at this point, but I'm really, it's really just about keeping up um, and kind of deepening those relationships. Did you tell people like the news yet? Have you sent? I've started. So yeah, I, um, I'm kind of putting myself on a certain number of emails a week now in terms of like update emails that I send out. So, yeah. um, I mean, the first thing on my list was kind of 
get reaching out or updating the people at some of the firms I was recruiting with the analysts I'd spoken with there saying like, thank you so much for your help. I've accepted this other offer. Um, but still like, um, saying like wanting to stay in touch, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that was my first thing. And then now I've been reaching out to some other people. Um, yeah, even people so you haven't spoken to in a year and, or whatever. Or, yeah, right, on. exactly. <laughs> like, guess what? I've walked up junior summer too now. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's so cool. um, that's been great. But yeah, so I wanted to like thank you for that too, because looking back, that has helped me so much. Hey, you put um, in the work. Just, you put in the work. You, I just, I just, uh, <laughs> I just Doing this kept me so accountable and um, really going full force. And so, um, yeah, just the number of, old emails I was sending out at that point too. But when I also look at how many people, like how big my network is now already. Yeah. Uh, it's well, really yeah, and satisfying. The, the interesting part about that, that all those relationships you developed is like, it's paying some dividends now and it's paid dividends, but in like 10 years, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're going to be like, right. even more like, wow, that, that, you know, year of just hustle has created an immense amount of value for your career for everyone. It really does compound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like people who are connectors like this, people who like aren't afraid to pick up the phone, people, the, the number of opportunities afforded to you are just like, you're going to be like, if you keep up with these people and you keep giving them updates, even if you're just at Blackstone for three, four, five, seven years, whatever. But if you keep updating them and talking to them and keeping those relationships, you're going to start getting thrown opportunities that you're going to be like, whoa, like maybe I should go do that. Um, right. Uh-huh. So like that's, that's the key is just staying top of mind and um, keeping all those relationships warm as much as you can. I mean, it doesn't have to be every few months. It can be like once a year even. Um, right. So. And I've found too that even with people where it's like the, whatever position they're in now may not seem relevant to me. It's like you said, it's about, they might know people and they might, yeah. you never know what their network is. And then also the opportunities that could end up coming to you. Yeah. And the, a decade and down also, the road. If you think about all the people you can help now, like right. that's the cool part. And then it'll pay you paid forward to everybody that comes to you and be like, Oh, I'm really looking to try to talk to somebody here. You're like, actually, I know somebody really well. And you, you know, right. you pass them along. And then that, then they're just like, Oh my gosh, I owe you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then that, that builds, that builds upon itself as well. So it's great. It's, I think exactly. a lot of people if- don't like it because they feel like, I think they treat networking as like, they're trying to get something fast when they really should be thought of as like a really long game. That's why starting freshman year is a big deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I, like I said, I already see that paying off now, but I know that years from now, it'll be so much more even. Yeah. And, um, I also have found too that the fact that I started so early as a freshman, just all those phone calls, it made me such a, you know, you kind of learn how to talk over the phone over time. Yep. And so learning from experience and then that has helped me so much too. I feel like that's even translated over into my personal life, just making me a better conversationalist. Oh yeah. Because I've had, I have so many of those phone calls early on. So even that has built to or compounded get, too. Yeah, you get confident when all of a sudden you've talked to like 20 associates, a few VPs and directors. Right. You're like, oh, I can do this. And then all of a sudden you're like talking with random strangers and you're like, blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like a muscle like anything else. And if you're using it a lot, then you're going to get stronger and better. And so I think, yeah, absolutely agree. I think people people treat networking as like, if they treat it as transactional instead of like not looking to get anything out of it, initially and just looking to meet people and if you're generally in, in, genuinely interested about what people have to do and you like give off that vibe where it's like you're just curious people tend to want to help you too so it's like it's an awesome 
it's an awesome approach. And I think if, if everyone did that, they'd see huge results. Um, right. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's hard to convince um, a lot of 19 year olds and 20 year olds right. to do uh, when there's a lot of other more fun things to do. Um, so, yeah. No, I will say it has made me a more social person as a whole, I think, that's awesome. in all aspects of my life. So I, <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. has its effects, even though it might not seem visible at the time, um, definitely builds. For sure. Cool. Anything else uh, before we, we call it? Or we'll just, uh, maybe we can go so right now. <laughs> April, do you want to talk sometime in like, uh, like early June or something like that? Like before you start, or like once you've started? Right. Yeah. Let's plan on that. Um, so I'll the, I think I start June 6th or 7th. It's whatever that first full week of June is. So maybe like mid June. So maybe, maybe sometime we'll... right before, or right after that. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll do like, let you settle in for the first week and then we'll touch base. Okay. Like that. That sound good? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll update Perfect. the calendar and then, um, yeah, congrats on everything. You deserve it. You, I mean, I always talk about you with my other mentors or like <laughs> office hours. I'm like, Oh, well, Grace, she started freshman year. You guys all have to start early. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and like, she has this, she has that because she started so early and, um, started building that. So I, I try to use, I use your, your story as an example of people who like, it actually does help when people say, Oh, you have time to figure it out. Yeah. You, you can still break in if it's junior year, but it just makes it a lot harder versus somebody like you who started early. It's, I mean, you know, one of my mentees is now in his thirties and, you know, you can see the struggle. Like he's going through all, he has like kids and he's like, there's things going on with his life and he's trying to like network and he's trying to, he's working two right. jobs to pay the bills. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much more complicated. Um, right. <laughs> so, you know, the earlier you can do that stuff, um, the earlier you can do it. It just, it just sets you up so much better um, for this. So I'm super excited for you. I think you're going to do awesome this summer. Um, it's actually maybe better for you work-life balance. Like you said that it's from home and they can't give you the confidence. Right. In a way, it'll be a nice break. Um, and I, so I'm currently like phasing out of my current internship in the next, kind of over the next month. Um, I've been searching for my replacement for that role too. So I've been, uh, talking to a, had four phone calls right before this earlier today. So that's why my voice might sound (laughs) maybe cracking. I've been on the phone a lot, um, trying to find a replacement, uh, for my current role. So it's crazy that I've been doing it for almost 18 months now. I'm almost sad to be leaving my current managing director. He's been so great to work under. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's been, it's crazy that it's been so long, but um, yeah, it flies, right? Well, I would say that your homework for this summer is actually just to have fun. Right. I feel like I have so many personal, like side interests, things that I've been wanting to do for so long. And so I have like a whole list of things I want to pursue on the side now that well, I'll now have a little the, bit of the time. The beauty is like you have forever, like you're the rest of your college time. I mean, it's like right. really free. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be interning in the fall. And that'll be the first oh, yeah, time don't. where I can just focus on classes for, I think, two years. So I'll have so much extra time to um, just do what I want, <laughs> which yep. will be very nice. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy it because, you know, you'll look back at college and be like, oh, I wish I had done this or like, oh, I wish I had spent more time there. So just try to try to really savor the last couple of years, especially as things open up in the city. It'll be so it'll be so much fun. Right. And I will say, like, I even though I have been working, like, I still have been able to I think I'm just really good with time management, but I've still been able to have a very satisfying social life as well That's good. That's and enjoy good. the city. I mean, right now, of course, there's not as many opportunities, but still just enjoying being taking advantage of being in the city so it is possible to still work 
do school and yeah. have a very healthy social life. So <laughs> you just can't get stuck on like uh, Reddit or like YouTube uh, down, like watching too much exactly. of that or you get in trouble. You know, all of right. a sudden three hours, you're like, oh no. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, congrats on everything. Let's, we'll talk in a few months. Um, in the meantime, yeah, just obviously, you know, don't get to do okay in your classes, but um, just try to enjoy your time. And then this summer, really, I think, um, you know, you don't have to go crazy on network, any of that stuff, just, just enjoy it. Try to do well at the, at the internship and then just go from there. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. So, <laughs> well, we'll talk soon. Congrats again. And I'm sure everyone will be excited for you once they hear this episode. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at wall street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time. Thank you.